So I really didn't have like a, a set career path that I wanted to follow. So wherever I ended up was just where I ended up and hopefully I would enjoy my time there. I think my experience in college laid good foundation, a um, little groundwork for me to build up on when I got into this position. Welcome to Wolfpack Career Chats. This is Marcy Bullock, the creator of a podcast which helps college students who are seeking a fulfilling, healthy, and successful work and personal life. This season, we are focusing on versions of you, who you were, who you are, and who you will be. Enjoy. Hi, Wolfpack fans. Today we have Darian Boyd. We're celebrating Black History Month today. Hi, Darian. Hey, Marcy. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for being with us today. Love to have you tell us a little bit about yourself because we want to know where you were, where you are, and where you think you'll be. Sure. Uh, well, you already said it. I'm, I'm Darian. I am 26 years old. I went to NC State, graduated in 2019 with a BS in textile technology. Uh, I know it's a little bit out there, but it, it was specific, um, but I enjoyed it a lot. And then after graduating, I went to a gap year with AmeriCorps, which is basically your domestic version of the Peace Corps. So I was over in Memphis, Tennessee, serving with uh, Impact America, where we did vision screenings for young children. And then we also did taxes for free for local communities around there. Um, I stayed with, stayed with them for about two years, and that was throughout the first initial part of the pandemic. And so then once my service with AmeriCorps finished out, I moved back to North Carolina, back home with my family and everything. And I started working with UL Solutions uh, over here in RTP. And I've been here ever since for about a year and a half now. So that's where I am. Right now, I am a young adult, I guess, in the workforce. Uh, going back to where I was, I can say I was a student. And that was with everything that comes with that. <laughs> in terms of where I'm heading, I hope to be just comfortable and happy uh, wherever I end up. That is a great answer to that question. And I remember when we met, we we talked when you were, it's before the pandemic, like you were saying, because you got to sneak out of here before all that hit NC State in 2020. <laughs> Very well done. But when we met, you were a career ambassador and like you said, a textiles technology major. And did you know at that time that you'd be doing what you are today? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think for college, college for me, um, I guess a little bit of background, I'm, I'm pretty reserved just in my default. My nature is I'm a reserved person. I'm an introvert through and through. So college for me was just a chance to kind of branch out a little bit and get out of my comfort zone, network a little bit, learn how to communicate. So whenever opportunities that came my way that helped me do that, like career ambassadors or working on campus jobs that helped me kind of put me in front of people, forced me to talk. I took that on. So in terms of those opportunities, my major, anything leading into a particular job, that really wasn't my goal in college. I just wanted to like build up my own personal abilities. So I really didn't have like a, a set career path that I wanted to follow. So wherever I ended up was just where I ended up and hopefully I would enjoy my time there. I just lucked out this time because I really like where I'm at right now. Well, we do want to hear a little bit more about what you're doing now at UL. Tell us what that company is about and what your typical day is like. Sure. So my company is UL, UL Solutions. And what we do, I guess in layman's terms, is just we test different products that come in for compliance and safety standards. So my particular team is the garments team. So a lot of the products that we get in are fireman gear, a lot of electrical wear come, come in, uh, hazmat gear. And we basically test all that gear towards particular standards. 
a lot of that testing could be flame testing, viral pathogen testing, anything of the sort. And we test that to make sure that it's safe for the consumer to wear. And once those products are certified to those particular standards, then we give them the UL mark and they can put that on their products and customers can be, feel confident that the products that they have are safe. Nice. So my so, job, yeah. Yeah, tell us more about your kind of like part of that because the that whole company, I guess their their values and mission sounds so important. Like it's making such a big impact, the safety of these garments. What kind of work do you do to contribute to that? So I'm positioned as an engineer on the team. So the products come in through a project. So I get the project and I basically manage it from beginning to end. So I'm, I'm customer interfacing. If they have any questions about anything, I'm interfacing with the lab to actually set up a test plan, get those results back and be able to interpret those results for the quest customer if needed. I'm also drawing up reports. So we have that record to go back to for any future questions that might come up surrounding like the products or anything like that. So I'm basically managing the projects. Very good. And this is definitely related to your major, like you said, because you're in the garments area and you were in textiles. And it also sounds like it is building on some of the things you learned when you were in this leadership role on our team here in the Career Center, because you learned how to communicate and be overseeing things. I guess, I don't know if this is a fair question, but I'm going to ask you to estimate what percent of the work that you do now did you learn in college and what percent did you learn on the job? <laughs> oh, wow. I would say the percentage that I learned in college, I would say I would give it 50-50, honestly. I think my experience in college laid good foundation, a um, little groundwork for me to build up on when I got into this position and also my position with AmeriCorps. As you said, as a career ambassador, we learned how to speak with people and we learned how to send emails professionally when we were having those contacts. And I think that was a good framework for me in this particular position because like I said, I'm talking with customers every day. So it's good to have that professional appearance and professional language in those emails. And so that's what I, I say, I build that off of my college experience, but this particular position is a lot of learning on the go, learning on the job. So it is a little bit more technical than what I got from college, but I will say they kind of work hand in hand. Yeah, you actually said a higher percentage than most recent grads say to me <laughs> for college preparing you, because I think a lot of time, like you said, it's not necessarily something you took a class on. It's more, right. well, you're an analytical person and go analyze this and here's how we do it here, which I think sometimes reassures people to think that like they don't have to have it all figured out and they can ask questions and learn. So in this role, you started here recently after your AmeriCorps volunteer, would you call it a volunteer? And can you tell us a little bit more, more about what AmeriCorps is? Sure, yeah, I think we have to call it a volunteer because we get a stipend. So they, they, they can't call them wages because that would mean they're paying us. Um, but stipends are basically payment enough. So yeah, that was, I, I loved it. Honestly, I, it was something that I really wanted to do throughout college. I wanted to take a gap year. I, I knew that. I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do it in. So AmeriCorps, I found that I didn't realize it was a thing. So I started working with them. But I found that and I, it exposed me to another part of the country. It's, I had never been to Memphis, Tennessee at all. I had never been to Tennessee. And so I was really enamored with the work that we were doing because they were they were addressing issues that I didn't even know were issues to begin with, such as childhood vision quality. A lot of times kids get to school and they can't read and they sort of start acting out or they can't follow along with the lessons. And we don't realize that might just be because they can't see the board or the words that are in front of them. So in order to address that, we would do vision screenings for daycare centers, uh, local home daycares, local schools, just to try to catch that early on and hopefully connect those families with some free vision care so that child could be, you know, prepared 
for the school system. So yeah, that was a part of what we did for AmeriCorps. Other part was doing taxes for the community that we were serving. And that was just valuable information just in general. Because uh, I prior to going into AmeriCorps, I hadn't done my taxes myself. I just let someone else do that for me because I didn't know how to do all those uh, forms and everything. So that kind of forced me to learn about the IRS inner workings and everything and how to interpret that. And now I can do it myself. So that was just good for me personally. And then we'd also expose us to the communities that we were in and we were serving. And that was good insight into the people that, you know, we are affecting every day with our work. Yeah, 100%. And the things that you did, it sounds so meaningful. Like you bettered yourself by learning a skill that is going to help you personally, but also giving back to helping these children. How did you decide to do that? I knew you wanted to do the gap year and it looks like it turned into two years. How did you go ahead and take that leap and also to move to another state and another city? What was that like? Oh, man. Okay, see, I think I was bamboozled a little bit there. I didn't realize that Memphis, Tennessee was so far from Raleigh, Durham, like, you know, that area of North Carolina. It was about <laughs> it was about 10 or 11 hours, I want to say, in a, a drive. So, so that was the first thing that kind of caught me off guard. But like you said, I, I already knew I wanted to do a gap year. I, I've never been the type to have any type of anxiety with moving around a lot. I know we did a lot when I was little, so it was that wasn't a big deal for me. It was just exciting to go see another part of the country. It's one of my bucket lists to go see every state of the United States. So that just was a, a good sell for me to go see to not only Tennessee, but we also did some work over Mississippi and Arkansas as well. So just to see that part of the country that I probably would never have visited for any other reason was valuable for me. So it was it was it was a pretty easy sell, honestly. Oh my goodness, that sounds like it was kind of courageous to just go somewhere different. And what advice would you have for people that may be considering doing AmeriCorps service, a little more insight into the whole organization? And of course, we can link up to that in our show notes so people can follow up if they're just not sure what they want to do when they graduate. Would you say try this out? Sure. I I would definitely encourage people to look into AmeriCorps at, at the very least. I will say it's not the easiest thing to to manage because the stipend is relatively small. It taught me how to budget, to put it nicely. So you do have to kind of factor that in depending on what your responsibilities that you have, because it might not be feasible for everyone to take that on. But if if it is within your means to do so, I I definitely, definitely recommend to look into it because they have different opportunities throughout the country. That was just my particular service site was in Memphis, but they have some all over up north towards the west further south, whatever you want. And they have different, also different branches, I guess, or service focuses that you would want to focus on, whether it's uh, homelessness, education, literacy, anything like that. So I believe the website was myamericorps.gov that you can look into the different opportunities. That might be incorrect now, but yeah, if you were interested in doing a gap year, I would definitely recommend it. And it's not just for fresh recent grads. We had some people on my particular team that had been out of school for several years and then just wanted to do something before they started their grad program or something like that. So it's all around. Yeah, all different ages can do it. And for a college student that is wondering about the next step, this is something to look into. How would you say it shaped you as far as just a human? Because this is, like you said, budgeting. You don't have lots of extra money to go buy expensive things. What was the way that it impacted your life? Oh, man. Well, for like on a personal level, it impacted me because I was, like you said, I was in a new place all alone. I was 10, 11 hours from family. Um, So it kind of forced me to kind of build my own family out there. 
So I got really close with my coworkers, had my own friends out there, had my own little life going on. So that kind of forced me into being independent, honestly, not just financially, just but emotionally being able to focus on my focus on myself, but depend on myself to be able to carry myself through any hardships or anything that I faced out, out there. And I guess in a practical note, the budgeting was just amazing. I don't think I'd be able to manage money as I do now without that experience. And I will say that knowing that I can, you know, survive and somewhat thrive on that little of a stipend has definitely had an impact on my job search. When I was looking for a job, I wasn't as concerned with salary because I was like, listen, I can I can live off of 13000 a year. I really don't. Anything that you're offering is going to be a bump up from that. So I was so that wasn't as big of a factor for me as it probably would have been prior to my AmeriCorps service. Yeah. And being able to give back, I'm sure has made your heart very full service. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I liked when I first started, when I actually, when I first, first, first started with AmeriCorps, they made a very good point to say that we are not saviors of the communities that we were serving. We are just there as a resource. They can use us or they, or they don't, they don't have to. And I think that helped me not develop any type of, um, savior complex or anything i was only i was like like they said i was there for, as a resource and if they wanted to use me cool if not cool the, the end goal was for them not to have to need us at all right. so I, yeah I, I i really enjoyed it i would do i would do it again <laughs> oh my goodness i'm so impressed with that that's such a a wonderful contribution you made to that community and that neighborhood and as i mentioned this is going live in black history month so share a little bit about what that means to you and your identity Sure. Um, Black History Month, I guess for me, has always been just a time to look back and see the contributions of my Black people. <laughs> I think it's just interesting just to look and see what isn't necessarily taught in schools versus what's happened. And I will say it's harder now as an adult because I'm not actively in school kind of learning about those things. Most of my news just comes from whatever pops up on like the news headlines or something comes through Twitter. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I might do like a deep dive. So it is a little bit harder. I have to kind of go out of my way a little bit more to learn some new things. But I definitely think it's still valuable. So for Black students who are looking up to role models like yourself, what advice would you give to them as far as how your identity has been perceived in the workforce and any thoughts on that? So I got, growing up, I was always told, you know, you have to be two times as better. Always put your best foot forward, everything like that. And I don't necessarily think I, I get where that was probably rooted in. However, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to be, you know, to put your fist forward, work twice as hard. I think it, you know, gives you, I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to put the best version of you out there. So I think that goes across the board. I think while maybe worded differently, while, while it was worded differently for me growing up, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to always try your best at anything that you do. Now, if other people might, think of you differently because of the color of your skin or any other identity that you identify with, that's on them and that's for them to deal with. But as long as you know that you've put forth your best effort, I think you can walk with your head high, whoever you are. Yeah, thanks for that. And with the the thought of a student who is in the Black community and a student who is thinking about taking a job at a company, and they want to make sure that diversity, equity, inclusion is really emphasized at that company. Are there any thoughts you have? Did that come into play when you made your decision? And what is it like at your company? Yeah, so I always look for the diversity part of any company website just because I like to see that there's an effort being made. So I definitely that was definitely something for me coming into UL 
particularly because I was coming from AmeriCorps in Memphis, Tennessee, which is a predominantly Black city. My particular team was, I believe we were majority Black on the team that, that I was working with in AmeriCorps. So I just wanted to see some type of effort being made towards not just Black people, but just all diversities being inclusive, whether that's through race, gender, religion, all that. I just want to see some type of effort being made to include everyone, um, just because that's the world we live in today. And I don't think there should be, the opposite shouldn't be a thing anymore. Yeah, definitely. And so when a student is looking that up, how do you suggest they find it out? Do you just look at the website or did you ask questions in the interview about mentor programs or anything of that nature? Sure. So uh, the website is always a good place to start because if they have a diversity or equity inclusion program, then it's going to be on the website because companies are going to want to show that. That's just the world we live in. However, I would say look into LinkedIn, which is what I did for this particular job. And I looked at current um, employees there who also attended NC State to see if I had any connections. I did look out and have had a connection that worked here and just ask them about the, the what's the work life like, what, what, what's your team looking like, what, what's going on? Because most, most people are going to be receptive to those type of questions and give you the actual honest truth. So I think that's your best, your best bet is to ask people that actually work there. That's really good advice to use LinkedIn because you can see like you did if there's a connection and then get the inside scoop because everybody on their website is going to be like, we're into DEIB yep. Yep. and you know, what, what is it on the street? Like, tell us for real, you know, is everybody in your C-suite white? Like what is happening with how you are trying to elevate the, the voices of people from communities that may be marginalized. So that's cool that you, you got to do that. And I'm I don't know if a lot of students would have thought to do that to just see if they have a connection on LinkedIn. So when you ask those questions, you it sounds like you got reassured and it's the right place for you. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's fantastic. I love it. Well, as we wrap up today, Darian, this has been a really awesome conversation. I'm so proud of you and all the things you've done since you left NC State. Is there anything you want to leave our listeners with as they are transitioning into the workforce and maybe a little uncertain about their futures? I think it's okay to be uncertain. I, I feel like I'm, un- I'm uncertain every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was telling my, my, my coworkers, I'm like, listen, I take it year by year. At the the beginning of this year, I, you know, analyzed where I was. I'm like, you know what? I'm good at here. I'm good here for a year. And I'll reevaluate at the end of the year. I think that's fine to just take life as it comes a little bit. Obviously, you know, put the ground running when you can. But if you don't, if you're not sure, that's fine. I guess a piece of advice would just be cast a wide net. Even if you're absolutely sure you want to work for this particular company, maybe not, maybe don't zero in on a particular position, but apply for another position within the company and work your way up to that one. Because if you're doing a good job, people are going to take notice regardless, and you're going to end up where you're meant to be. 